everybody, and welcome to Listen Money Matters. Checking accounts are where money goes to die. My name is Matt, and I'm here, as always, with Andrew. Andrew, how are you, and what are you drinking? Dude, so good. Um, and I am drinking a You're Killing Me Smalls Session Ale from 902 Brewing. So it's like a, a local Jersey City. Oh, thing. I like the name of that. A lot of the Sandlot reference. Yeah. And I think yeah. it's actually the guy from Sandlot. Angry. Oh yes, yep, <laughs> yep, yep. That's good. It's an IPA. Yes. Yeah. So I'm also drinking an IPA today from Flying Dog. Mm. Uh, it's called the Truth, and it is imper- an Imperial IPA. Actually, that might be a that's a Trump reference. Is it? I think so. It's a yeah. Because I do solemnly swear. I don't know. Yeah, it might be. Huh. Hmm. Ooh, boy. Um, it's a it's an Imperial IPA. So. Uh, should be fun. Should be fun today. Uh, all right. So our catchphrase today comes from Jeremy. Thank you, Jeremy. Checking accounts are where money goes to die. And I would, I would agree with that. Mm. I mean, it's there. It's not, it's not, it, it's on life for brief moments. Yeah. yeah. Right, right, right. Okay. Uh, so today we're talking about using Airbnbs and we're, yeah, Airbnb episode. Have we ever done that? A long time ago. We haven't done long it in a while. Ago. Not with me. No, probably not. No, no. Uh, so we're talking about using Airbnbs as a profitable way to replace your income and even achieve that 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 word that fi- that financial independence that mm. fire that fire life. <laughs> yeah. And uh, you you've probably already heard her, but we are joined by a guest today, Ziana McIntyre. Hello. Hello, and I'm kind of feeling gypped here. Why? You gave me sparkle water. I guess I was supposed to have a beer. Oh, nobody they... let me know. <laughs> Wait, I, that was all right. <laughs> wow, that, you're a bad guest. Man. Yeah. Sorry, the green oh, room. Uh, the you know we're. <laughs> uh, yeah, the green room was uh not our not our tightest. So you're you're actually in studio. You're here today. This is I first. I don't think we've ever done this besides like no. my brother was on a long time ago, but by accident. <laughs> Yeah, and he was like was, screaming. He lived in, the room, in his basement, like, so I lived in his basement. Yeah, so he came over. But you're here today. You are a neighbor, and uh, well, one, I want to just say that you got your start real estate investing in 2012. Is that right? Um, I didn't own property then yet. You were doing I started in 2014, but I started doing Airbnb with just like a place I was renting. All right. Well, how did you get started with that? Let's just let's just jump yeah, in. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So I was just a student, and I was living in a two bedroom apartment mm-hmm. that I was renting. And for me, I heard about it and I thought, well, you know, this seems kind of low risk. Yeah. I had a roommate who was just leaving and I thought, yeah, you know, I'm going to just try this Airbnb thing. And if it doesn't work out, I'll just get another roommate. Like no big deal. Oh, so it was a, it was an apartment you were living in. Yeah. And you had a second bedroom and you were like, I'm just going to Airbnb the second bedroom. Yeah. It was already furnished. Mm. And so she had been just using furniture that I had and she was moving out. And so, yeah, my friend had been bothering me about it for like a year and I said, okay, finally, I'm going to just try this low risk, yeah. whatever. And it ended up paying like the whole rent really quickly. Really? And so I thought, Whoa. shoot, okay, I, I like this. Let how, me go get another How many apartment. different people did you have in the house in a, in a month? Uh, I have no idea, but probably a lot. A lot. Yeah, yeah right. totally. Because most of the people stay two or three days if they're living in your house. Yeah. I mean, if they're renting the whole apartment, they might stay longer. You know? mm. So what was the the rent that you were paying? And then what was like the income you were making from like this right. other room? Yeah, I want to say it was like 1200 was like my full rent for a two bedroom in Boulder. My have things changed. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it is not that no, cheap anymore. No. Um, but that was, you know, seven, eight years ago. And um, then, 
yeah, I think I guess mine was half of that. And then I wanted to just have the whole thing paid for. And so I was renting between 50 and 75 a night. And so I just needed to get, I don't know. You oh, that's do not the math. Yeah. It's not that many nights no. that you need to get. Yeah. And that, this is early Airbnb, right? Oh, yeah. So that was kind of the problem with it is that my friend that told me about it, he lived in New York City. And mm-hmm. he's like, yeah, of course, the cities are going to have a lot of volume and traffic. And um, Boulder right. was just kind of not on the radar, even though a lot of people visit here or whatever. If they didn't know what Airbnb was, they were not using it. Right. That's yeah. all right. So at what point do you think you I mean, how, how long did you do this with the with the one place, the one bedroom? Um, I want to say that it was just maybe a few months and then I got another place. That and it was so that knew, fast. Yeah, I knew like, wow, this is doing really well. And I told my dad about it and I said, Okay, hey, would you be willing to give me like four thousand dollars for like first month's rent, deposit, and like a little bit of furniture? Oh, um, so the next place you got was a rental as well. Yeah. So it oh. wasn't even like you bought a place. Whoa. No. And you didn't live you didn't live there, obviously. <laughs> no, like, I didn't live there and I had no intention to. So it was kind of like <laughs> Hold on. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> How do you get a landlord to agree to that? Or you just didn't? You just was like, mm. what I said was like, hey, you know, I'm going to sublet it because I travel a lot or whatever. And so back then, not many people knew about Airbnb. There's a way to do it now, like really in the the green, like legally is just uh-huh. saying like, hey, I'm intending to use this for Airbnb. And then are you OK with that? Like maybe pay them a little bit more rent or work out something. But they call that master leasing now. But back in the day, I was just like, huh. eh, let's just do it until I get caught. So there are. Yeah. OK, so, so you did it kind of before you knew master leasing. But you're saying yeah. that there are landlords who would be OK with you essentially just subletting it out and making the, yeah. the difference. Yeah, because you guarantee them rent. So you just say, hey, you know, I'll sign a three year lease or I'll pay oh, you a little bit extra. Yeah. Or, and in case you can't you know? get an Airbnb person, you're the one you're responsible yeah, for the you're rent. On the hook. Yeah. You're paying rent. Totally. But like you can usually make twice as much or more, you know, so it doesn't matter. <sighs> well, twice as much as the rent? Usually. It's usually about twice market rate for Airbnb. What okay. 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 Wait, wait, <laughs> I like so, that this is blowing your mind. Yeah, I'm yeah, like, did I you not yeah, know? Well, no, I, I knew, I know that you, like, I want, we, we're going to get to this later. Like, I know yeah. you own things, but like, I didn't know that you rented out other people's and like, just did it like, basically, it's not a lot of upfront cash. Well, no, it wasn't back then. Nowadays, I mean, it gets, it depends on where you are. Right. R- right. So, of course. you know, you got to think about the, let's the location. Just, let's just like break it down. There's three main ways to do Airbnb. You can buy a place, which is going to be the most expensive way. So you got to save up for a big deposit. Right. It could be fifty, hundred thousand dollars. Then you got to furnish it, closing costs, oh, right. the whole yeah. thing. Mm. The middle ground is the master leasing. So you rent a place. You just need first month's rent, deposit, and furniture. So maybe it's ten, fifteen grand. Do you rent the furniture or do you buy the furniture? I would buy it you... because it's going to get messed up. Oh, okay. <laughs> and then the 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 third way is managing a property for someone. Right. Literally no cost. You get their property already furnished, and then you're just taking a percentage off the top. So it's a really mm. great way to get into it for people that are just starting. When you were uh, getting started with this and you had your second place, you were at just fresh out of college. Yeah, I was in college. You were in college. Yeah, and so I was working at like a dispensary here okay. in Colorado. You can Wait, sell was... weed for a living. I, <laughs> they they had I imagine that's what everyone ago. does in Colorado. They just work at dispensaries, right? Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. But it was like $12 an hour part-time, and mm-hmm. I was like going to school. And so this just felt like a sweet hustle. The side thing. And I could just totally drop that other job. And I thought I was just doing this temporarily until I was done with school. And then it just like took on its own life form. Okay. But, 
look, that this almost sounds like too good to be true. You know, I mean, it sounds like, oh, you rent this thing, you just get double from Airbnb. Yeah. Um, there, there had to have been vacancies, vacant periods. Um, yeah. What, I, what, I think one, I mean, the, the, to not to gloss over it, the yeah. location is almost paramount. Yeah. Location matters for sure. Um, I did have vacancies. I think at the beginning, I never lost money. There was never a month that I lost money, but there were definitely months where I made just like very little. And I was already college student, so I was living really frugally. And like for me, it just made sense. I was like willing to do the sacrifice so I didn't have to have a job and I could just like go to school and do everything like very leisurely. So I was like cleaning them myself yeah. and doing all that because I thought, you know, I could pay somebody for this or I could just make like the extra 40 bucks for the cleaning fee. Right. Yeah. So it was a little, you, you had to be like scrappy. Right. The, well, at least in the, yeah, yeah. In, in the beginning, but now I think it's it's a system. Yeah, for sure. Right. So you have now, now what is your situation? So you start it with, you know, it was just a bedroom in your apartment. Yeah. It was, then you were like, oh, let me, let me, you know, you got a loan. Yeah, from my dad. Yeah. yeah I don't think he ever, yeah, I paid him back. Okay. I did. <laughs> I, did. I was like, wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it ended up being for like probably two years. I had two different places. Okay. And I was just going between the two and whatever rented, I was out of there. And this was your full-time job at this point? Yeah. Wow. Um, and you're still going to college? Yeah. At some point I finished college and I think I was, I was massage therapy school. Okay. And I finished that and I was like, you know, I'll, I'll do a little bit of this and that'll be my my side gig. Yeah. Um, but it never outweighed the Airbnb. The Airbnb was always, always there. Always better. So then eventually I bought a place and then I ended up buying six. So I owned <laughs> six. <laughs> well, okay, yeah. But so the, yeah. the first place you bought, that was all your own. You saved up for that? Yeah. So I got a private loan, uh -huh. but I did save up for the down payment. Using the Airbnb money, obviously. Yeah. And I, then. Wait, and wait then, when you yeah, say yeah, a private yeah, loan, yeah. do you mean like from your dad? Is this like a thing that you can go onto a Investor. website? Yeah, like how did that? Um, I mean, you can find investors on a website, but I just, I went to my old landlord. I guess it was like not the the first place that I was airbnb but a place before that I lived at. And he was a real estate investor. He owns like 17 places in town. And so, yeah, I kind of just went to him with this whole pitch and thought like, let's just see what he says. Oh. And he was totally about it. He like really likes helping people get started. Oh, cool. So he wrote me um, an interest-only loan and that's been paid off now, but... um. Yeah, it was it was a really good like foot in the door kind of thing because when you're self employed like Airbnb, it's a little bit harder to get a loan. Right, so and I've then, never really done that. And the first place that you bought, what what did you like? How much did it cost? What were you looking for? Like, what were all the things that you like going? Because I feel like going into the first place that you're actually putting up like serious cash. There's now an investor. It's like yeah. whoa, it's like way serious mm. now. Totally. I think what was really helpful is I feel like Airbnb is a really good baby step or like a stepping stone for real estate because for a long time, hmm. I had a one-bedroom apartment five minutes away from the one bedroom that I bought. And at that place, I had had it probably already a year and a half and I'd been airbnb it and my overhead was like 1100 And so that was like, um, I think just utilities and my rent. And so I knew that for, for sure, yeah. I could get 1100 I was always getting... I want to say on the low end, I was getting like eighteen hundred. On the high end, I was getting like thirty five hundred a month. And and as far as the property management, you were doing, you were cleaning, or you had yeah, a cleaning I was cleaning it. I was doing so all that. Doing, so it was just like me doing it. And so when I was getting the loan, the loan payment was like nine fifty. And so I thought, well, I know I can do eleven hundred. I've been doing oh sure. So the loan was like a no brainer. I was huh. like, I know I can cover this. Yeah. And what, how did so, you find the property? Did you look for a special place? 
that you knew would have high traffic that was close to downtown? Like, did you do any of that or no? You're just kind of like looking for something decent. Yeah, I was looking for something decent. I was looking for something renovated because ah. I just figured that that would make it look more like just nicer. And then the place I got had a view, like a mountain view. Mm -hmm. And I felt like, oh, okay, that'll be a nice perk. There was a pool and all that. Right. But yeah, I mean, it's a little bit east, but it's close enough to the college. I felt like it was a good location. But yeah, I mean, I had been looking at a place downtown that was maybe $10,000 more, but it was like awkward and um, unrenovated. So I was like, ooh. Yeah. How did you... Go ahead. You have something? I feel like yeah. you have something. Well, I guess... My biggest like uh, reservation is, you know, you know, the area, you're kind of like finding these places, but is mm -hmm. it really like you list it and they will come like you put it on Airbnb and people just show up or is there? Yeah, but really? <laughs> it so really is. I mean, like, so the coolest thing about Airbnb is that they do this thing that when you have a brand new listing, they like they shoot it up to the top. They're like, oh, okay. let's give these guys some momentum. So literally the day you post a listing, you usually get two or three bookings. It's just like, bam, wow. there you sounds go. Like, sounds like podcasting. Remember when that was a thing? Yeah, they put you in new and noteworthy. And, <laughs> mm -hmm. So, okay. So so you find this place and Airbnb has like a vested interest in kind of like you being successful. So the all promotion of these properties is done by Airbnb. Like you have not like posted a flyer, cr created a whatever. <laughs> a I mean, I don't know. Like, you have not done any about? other. <laughs> a flyer. I Like, how much reach are you going to get from a flyer? Uh, it, hey, look, I liked it. I downtown, liked it. we have all those people putting flyers up at the, you know, it's, it's it is still true, a thing. But the local people are not renting right. your Airbnb. Yeah. No, you, you put ads in the yellow pages. Like, how do you? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean. You know, there are lots of websites like Airbnb. It's just the easiest one because most people know about right. it. But like, yeah, I use HomeAway, which is like VRBO. Mm -hmm. And I use Booking.com. Um, but I didn't always use those. You know, I started with Airbnb. And I think the more reach you have, um, the more people you can get. You know, right. the easier it is. Um, there's still vacancies and stuff. But I really think like 2014 when I bought that place, there just wasn't enough competition. Sure. So it was it was this perfect meeting of like, so much demand because people now know what Airbnb is, right. but not enough people doing it. And so from 2014 to 2016, it was like, just, you can't lose. Right. And now how and now it, it's a little different. It's a little different, but still, yeah. but still, it's still great. It's still great. Okay. So how yeah. did you set up the loan with the, with your initial investor? Like how, how do you manage that when you have somebody else involved like that? Um, well, he wanted it really easy. So he made it interest only. And so uh -huh. that means that at the end of your term, you still have the initial amount. Yeah. So I think the loan was 144,000 or something okay. like that. And so after 3 years of So you paid this house interest, in cash or no? That no there's Yeah, no. I mean I paid it off after. Okay. Yeah. Cuz that's but, a lot of that's a lot of How much was the how much was the pl first place? You know. Um that place was 162. Oh, so he gave you almost the full amount. For yeah, that. well I had to put a down payment. Sure. Oh, like so 20% we did down I'm payment. guessing. Yeah, I don't know how much. I mean maybe it was 20%. I mean, okay. It was like 40 something thousand. Okay. And then yeah, I saved up and then I paid it off. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I don't remember if the term was three or five years, but it's done now. Wow. Yeah. And that was just so that you knowing a person. Yeah. Have you done it where you haven't? Where I didn't know a person? Yeah. Like, have you yeah, gone through banks so before? The first house mm -hmm. I bought with his loan. Yep. The second house I bought with a lien against that house. So essentially, it would have been like a home equity line of credit. Okay. Yeah. But yeah. I used the same guy again and just said, hey, the house is paid off. So you know it's here in Boulder, but I'm going to go buy in St. Louis. And so he gave me $80,000 to do that. But it was leaned on this house just in case anything goes wrong. Mm. Oh. The one here in Boulder. 
So, and, so the so the second house is not in Boulder. No. And why St. Louis? Because it's so cheap. Really? That yeah. sounds like uh, Georgia for you. Yeah. I yeah. mean, if you can get houses for almost cheap. nothing. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I own four homes in St. Louis, and they're all oh, wow. under a hundred thousand when I bought them. Mm-hmm. And you just can't find that here. So and they're, they're um, single family homes. Mm-hmm. And the uh, the first place was single family, or is that? Yeah, the first place was a three bed, two bath. Then um, the other two are two bed, one bath, and then the last one is a one bedroom house. And they're all bedroom, single family. Mm-hmm. Wow, and they're good yeah. on Airbnb too, huh? Yeah, they're all on Airbnb wow. and they do great. But yeah, so the second two I bought in cash because they were just so cheap, mm-hmm. and um, the last one. They are in St. Louis. I bought with a mortgage. But the way I did it is my friend and I were buying it together. Yeah. He's got a normal W-2 job. He's yeah. He's like an engineer. So he got the mortgage. Right. And we just split the down payment and the furniture costs. Wow. So that's so you- an easy way to do it. Yeah. Okay. And, and my very last one was the same guy. Huh. Same situation. Okay. So I could, I could get how you find and pick and buy the places in Boulder. I mean, you live there. Yeah. St. Louis, obviously far away. And, you know, you can look at the numbers. Um, but how do you, uh, decide on the place and then the rent? Like, are there like tools and they're like, if you have a St. Louis place, you got to rent it for this a night and blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah. how, how do you make these decisions? Yeah. So I went to St. Louis on, on a whim. It was a wedding that I was going to. And so I was at the wedding and I was just telling people, oh, yeah, I, I do Airbnb. That's what I do. Mm. And they were saying, yeah, our friends do that. And we've been thinking about doing it. Um, you know, they do so well with it. And so I was kind of like, okay. Oh. And I knew my friend that lived there who was getting married. She had really cheap rent. And I was like, okay, that's already in the back of my mind. But then these people were saying, oh, yeah, you know, our mortgage is just like $300 a month. And I was like, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, God. And yeah. they're like, oh, yeah, we have a three bedroom with like a garage and a front and backyard. And I was like, where are we? Yeah. So wow. that got my wheels wow. turning immediately. And yeah. I was like, I need to buy a house here. So I spent just a little bit of time in the city and thought it was cool. But I got a couple of contacts of friends of friends that were doing it already. Mm-hmm. And so from there... They were really friendly and just said like, oh, these are the neighborhoods we think do well, or this is where we're doing it. And we think it's good for these reasons. Yeah. And so I ended up settling in a a part of town that's kind of like Boulder. Um, They have a a university area called University City, Mm -hmm. and it's got Washington University, which is like a a really good medical school program. And it's like a big prestigious school. Okay. Um, And not as big as Boulder, but I thought, okay, it's the same concept. Small town. If I get students, I know they're going to have teachers and parents coming in. Mm -hmm. There'll be like cool events happening. So, so yeah. Think about the the Mm -hmm. like parents visiting. Totally. I mean, I I see it all the time here, but yeah, it's. But I already knew it because I've been in it in Boulder and I heard every time, why are these people coming to town? Right. And so you start to get an idea. Yeah. Um, So. What I was looking for there is it was 15 minutes from the airport. I thought that's the no brainer. Um, it was right mm. by a cool walking street with lots of restaurants. Mm-hmm. Um, the ball fields and the um, like convention center were only like 18 minutes away. So I thought maybe not my market, but good to know they're closed. Yeah. And then the other thing I look for is hospitals because a lot of people come in for um, three months for um, nurses or doctors Man. or just treatment. People come in for treatment all the time. So we were pretty close. I want to say 10, 12 minutes from a whole thing of hospitals. So yeah, it was really, it seemed like a good area. Wow. Well, okay. Yeah. I mean, for $300 a month, like you literally wanted to rent it for $10 a day to break even. 
And oh yeah, I knew I couldn't go wrong. I was like, I could rent it for three nights. I know, like, I right, could hundred dollars a night. Just get right, like three or four nights, and I'm going to cover it. So even if it, you know, has very low occupancy, I knew yeah. it would be lower than Boulder. Yeah, well, but um, well, it's so great. That's kind of like the the question. So like, how did you know the the price? that you could rent it at so that you only would have sure. to rent it for three nights. Like does Airbnb yeah. tell you this? Well, you can kind of see it. So on Airbnb, um, when you're searching, people usually search by a city name, but you can actually put your real address in there and then you can see what people are charging in your area. You can only really take that as a grain of salt because mm. you don't really know, is that seasonal? Like what's, what's the range here? Mm -hmm. There are a bunch of softwares that popped up now. Um, this is something that your software should do. I know, we're short here. But um, yeah. AirDNA is a really good one. Um, and they try to get you to buy like a really detailed analytics for the city. But you can kind of see some freebies um, from checking by city or checking by the actual address. And it'll tell you a little bit about like what they think your occupancy will be and what your average nightly rate was. Yeah. So you're kind of just like, Making educated guesses, hmm. but, but but I you I feel also, that if you went through mm -hmm. say Air DNA, you could have a general idea that you're going to get a blah 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 return. Yeah, like reducing yeah. your risk, like in your mind. Totally, yeah. So if you look at the exact address on Air DNA, it'll tell you we think you're going to make this much in a whole year. This is what your average occupancy will be, and this is what your average nightly rate will be. Average occupancy and average nightly rate, it's not that helpful because your rate is going to be very different from your high season and your low season. Mm. But at least knowing what you might make in a year, you can go, okay, can I cover that if I divide it by 12? And mm. it should give you a huge like buffer. I want to make $1,000 more than what my expenses are right. a month. So like if I'm not making that, I don't want to play because right. <laughs> so you might your get time. stuck. Yeah. Yeah. And speaking of that, what is the, like how much are you making? on these on these properties yeah so in st louis um yeah they do really well and a few of them are paid off now because in st louis i'm able to pay them off in like three or five years That's which amazing. is great yeah yeah but wow. um they do between i say like low season it's probably around like 1600 a month and then high season would be like three thousand or something but when you're looking at it like the mortgage for something like that is like three, four hundred bucks. Oh, that's yeah. And then you have you have to pay your utilities and stuff. And you have to pay for the you know, you're not in, you're not yeah, in St. Not Louis. Cleaning. Right. So you have Yeah, but the cleaning is in that fee. So yeah, I mean mm. I definitely oh, right. clear a okay. thousand every month and it's no big deal. Wow. Okay. For property. And and do you prioritize paying them off in three to five years? Like that sounds like you do you have to do that? No, you don't. Okay. I mean most real estate investors are all about the leverage. Sure. You mm. know of course. but for me, I come from that like uh, the fire side too. Yeah, and so no like, doubt. I don't want to be super. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to be over leveraged. I don't know what's going to happen in a few years. What's going to be like the new thing when we have a recession, like right. is Airbnb still going to be relevant? Right. So like, right. let's just like lower the risk by paying them off. And I think like when people are leveraged, you have to have more properties to make the money. Right. Mm. So if your, your place yeah. is paid off, I'm getting all that $3,000. Right. But if I have a, a loan on it, if I'm paying $1,000 a month in my loan, yeah. then I'm only getting, you know, a lot less. I'm getting the 2000 instead. Hmm. So then I could just have five to 10 properties rather than having to have like 25 properties. Right. Right. Which a lot of these real estate guys are doing. Yeah. So, so on that, and maybe to like backtrack a bit, because you had mentioned that you have your properties on Airbnb and then also you use VRBO and, and booking.com. 
are those like just to fill Airbnb gaps? Like Airbnb is your 80% and these are your like scraps? Yeah, I mean, that's it's true. Yeah. And it's scary. I think it's better if you had everyone equal mm. because if anything happens, if Airbnb one day just says like, we don't like you anymore, bye. Yeah. They do that shit to people. So in, in cities too. I think like yeah. Portland's cracked down on that, right? Oh, yeah. Well, that's the city making problems. Yes, right, yes. Right. That can happen to you as well. But just as as a website, Airbnb can have like a glitch or you can oh, do something wrong yeah. and they can just be like, we don't like you anymore. Uh, Turn your whole great. thing off. Yeah. I don't I think I'm safer because I've got a profile that's got like, you know, 15 listings yeah. or something. Yeah. But if you're a one off guy, I don't think they care about you. So you're at. You're at <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Be careful. Yeah. So you're at you're at six properties now. But how long did it take you to get there? Um, well, I just bought my last one last year, so it's kind of a, a slow trickle so like every year. buying them. Yeah, pretty much. One a year. Um, and I, I manage a bunch for other people, so that's kind of like where the, right. the extra income comes out of. So I could just very generally say that I probably make like 6000 a month just on those houses, the six houses. Okay. But if I'm adding in all the management that I do, it's a lot more. Sure. And so I'm managing probably 20 properties. Well, I want to get into that. Yeah, because that's, that's a whole... I think that's a separate conversation, but uh, is there anything else you want to ask about before we go into a break and then maybe get into the like expanded edition? <laughs> um, no, I, th I think I think I'm good. I think I'm good. You think? You, all right. So you think you understand? Because I, th I mean, like, I didn't. You know, one of the things I didn't realize is is that you were renting the first two places. That's that's what a way to get started. Yeah. And I mean, that's so valid. Like I met a girl at a conference the, uh, last year and she was like, we only master lease. They had wow. 35 places in three buildings Holy just right in the same area. They're making like three million a year. No, in fucking, Toronto. no fucking way. Master yeah. leasing. So like master literally leasing. nothing down. Essentially. Yeah. No, no ownership. Well, they had to do the furniture. Well, and the furniture mm. and the deposit. Right. And that deposit, you're, that's kind of that deposit's locked up for as long as they, they're renting. Right. So that's it's gone. It's money that's gone. Yeah. But it's little. It's not it's not a down. It's not a down payment, but it's not equity. And you get it back. You get it back, but it's not equity. Yeah. It's not. Right. Yes. Yeah, Actually, and I do have I have a question. Yeah. How I much, figured you did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. You were talking to me. I was hearing your I just voice. Want, kind no, of yeah. Like, I get it. No, I get it. How much work is it? Because. Uh, yeah. I think mm. we've painted a really beautiful picture of you take very little risk. You kind of like yeah, double your that's money point. month over month. But um, are you like beholden to a million people every month crying and complaining about? Yeah, I, I'm sorry. I didn't want I'm not trying to jump in, but I just want to qualify this as I just want to talk about this, the ones that you own. Sure. Or, or, or because even, I know that even master lease. Like, let's not talk about yeah, your yeah, management yeah. end. No, 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 totally. Right. Yeah. I mean, so what I would say is if you don't have any and you're working full time and then all of a sudden you add one Airbnb, even if it's just a place that you live in and you have a, a spare room, it's all of a sudden a little part time job. So you got to know that there's something to it. It's not like, oh, you know, it's I own passive. this property and it's totally passive. Right. It's not. Right. It's hospitality. Well, like, don't even think about it as that. So it's I know a rental. it's more work if you're like living there and like literally they're they're in the other room. But like, let's say you had a place that you were master leasing, you know, maybe it's like a one bedroom. Um, yeah. How much like coddling do these people need? Like what, like you say a, a yeah. small part-time job, like to what degree? Totally. I mean, when I was, well, I'd say like 
three to five properties is kind of enough to like live very simply. And when I had those, maybe it was eight to 10 hours a week. Oh, okay. So really a modest amount of time. It's but, mild, but when you don't, when you have a full time job, it's kind of messes up your life sure. because people want you to respond within an hour. You got to coordinate cleaners. If someone doesn't show up, you're mm-hmm. like scrambling around. Mm-hmm. So it's really good mix for someone who's part time, like a stay at home mom yeah. or a student mm-hmm. or something like that, where you can be kind of flexible with your days. And that's why so people that's the hire. Thing I would like, definitely tell people. Yeah. I'm guessing that's why people like yeah. hire you for what we will talk about. But basically, just, like yeah. they have a job and they need like you to respond for them. Yeah, for sure. Out of those eight to ten hours a week, um, that sounds great, right? It sounds yeah. like it's like the four hour work week. But how stressful are those ten hours? Mm. Yeah, um, I think with that little property, it's not that stressful. Um, I think now I have more fires that I have to put out, but you're looking at like twenty five properties, and so right. there's always like a plumber that needs to be called somewhere or some deferred maintenance. So for the that we for the most part, like I, I mean, we're friends with the same person, Travis, yeah. who owns Airbnb properties, and I hear him complain. <laughs> <laughs> like I hear, I hear his stories. I'm like. He told me a story about somebody getting like locked in a closet. Oh yeah, it was a toddler. <laughs> a toddler got uh, like locked a in a two-year-old yeah. got locked in a bathroom. Right. And then yeah, I mean it's an emergency because it's a baby. But like, how do you what the like heck are you like? Do? I know that's not every week in no. part of those ten hours. I never but... had one of those. Really? <laughs> never? Okay. No, nobody locks themselves in a bathroom. All right, so maybe it's just <laughs> um, East Coast properties. No, but I the other day we had a squirrel. We had a random squirrel in the bathroom and then we had to get like a guy to come by. And it, yeah, it was this whole like, what the hell's yeah. going on? But so, I mean, do you feel happens. detached from it or do you feel do you, st- you have a, a certain emotional connection to any of this? Um, I think I've really gotten good at it. OK, like I can be pretty zen and be like, OK, this is what you should do. Uh, and this is the right. next step. Let's go. But like, yeah, I think things because at the beginning used to ruin my day because like well, just one bad review or one evil guest. Ah, um, so you, you think know? that you think time has sort of made you more patient, and and maybe yeah. multiple properties that you can't literally jump over to, like they're in St. Louis, so you can't be there. And yeah, so that you I have had no to get choice used to that. But to be zen. Yeah, because you definitely, if you have a property that's not within driving distance, there is this element of helplessness. Mm. Like you're going to do everything in your your power to make something happen, to get someone there, to get it fixed. But then yeah. sometimes it's too late at night or no one's answering the phone and <sighs> you have to just go like, it's not going to happen. Mm, right, so I wow. either cancel the reservation or I give them a, a refund or something's going to happen, but yeah. you just can't do it. So, so you got to get mm, okay with that, which that, sucks. You're right. <laughs> and I, I, I want to pass this to you real quick before we break. Like, Do you feel the same way? With your rental properties, and you don't have as many, but like, mm. and, and obviously you're not having uh, people coming in and out all the time. It's this yeah. you, you're you're on a monthly basis because that's also when I want I wanted to kind of do a versus, which is like, are you stressed out when someone emails you and it's like my toilet's overflowing and the house is flooding? I mean, I'm I don't well, know if that's happening, I want to say I find this fascinating because we own uh, two places in Georgia. Um, that are by a school. Actually, the tenants literally go to, I think it's Georgia Tech. It's like a 30-minute drive. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, college. Yeah, college. So so like similar things apply. The mortgage is like 500-something a month. You know, the Mm -hmm. rent is like 1,200-something a month. And obviously with expenses, we're not earning all of that. But um, the... I'm excited about increasing the revenue, but I literally do nothing. 
you know yeah um the management so company handles it and it's like it like <laughs> <laughs> right like if yeah. if the, the tenant screws the toilet up you know we'll have it fixed but they have to deal with it being broken until the person comes or, or they live there yeah. so they don't want to they maybe treat it differently hmm. yeah i mean i think airbnb guests for the most part are really respectful i you would agree do, you start to hmm. learn that like at a certain price point in a certain area, sometimes you're going to have harder guests and there's other elements that based on the, how well the place is furnished and stuff, you might start attracting not as good a guest. But in general, you're going to hmm. have really respectful people. It's just that if they're only there for three nights, two of the nights, they can't have a broken toilet. Yeah. So it's like right. when something happens, they want it fixed yesterday. Everything and that's is where urgent. the emergencies yeah. come up where it's like, oh my God, it has to happen now. Hmm. Well, let me let up. me ask you this to what you said. Mm -hmm. um, and the same is with rental properties, like certain price points, you know, are going to attract more difficult tenants. Uh, yeah. What is that like price point in Airbnb where you feel that you're not like above it, but you've kind of left a lot of the bad behind? Uh, is it like the top 50% of the market and like you're good to go? Like, how do you kind of feel that out? Yeah, I mean, I think that's trial and error for each neighborhood. So mm. like here in Boulder, um, I was just doing a consulting yesterday at this lodge up the mountain just a little bit, and they have the only hostel in Boulder County. And so I was asking him, you know, how much are you guys paying or charging for hostel beds? And he said 55 a night. And I was mm. like, dang, 55. I mean, when I travel, hostels are like 25. And the last I checked, oh, you know, I so thought that was really high. Oh, really? For, I mean, we're talking like, bunk beds in a dorm yeah. with like how I've never been people. in a hostel before. Oh, you're just so cool. I have no patience. Yeah. No. Anyway, but no. he told me, he said, you know, if we sell $20 beds, you'll have every homeless person uh, within miles up here. Well, we have that and community. And we can't do that. Sure. Mm. Yeah. And it's just that the homeless people here have more money because there are a lot of transient people, a lot of young people that are just right. kind of like doing the hobo life. Yeah. So it's different. Wow. So you In basically Louis, have to. That price point is different. Yeah, it's a lot lower. Would you say you almost have? To, well, actually, so two questions. One, do you almost have to like list and then feel it out from the type of people you get? And then the other follow up question is like, because you said you consult, could like we literally pay you to evaluate our Georgia properties and be like, if I own these, I would do it as such with Airbnb. Yeah, I do do that. Hmm. Yes. Do do that. Yeah. <laughs> she said doo doo. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. But yeah, yeah, so you can do that. I can, right. yeah. Well, there so, you go. So yes to both. I'm guessing. So yes to both. Yeah. Yes to both. Wait, what was the first Yeah, I don't remember the first question. <laughs> well, I, I guess it's like, you know, do you learn by getting a homeless oh. person as a tenant and then like, ah. Yes, but I mean, in general, you don't want to like, you're not going to try to rent your place for $10 and be like, oh, right. okay, well, right. that was a mistake. Yeah. I mean, in general, you're kind of floating around in this middle ground. But in the winter, when generally everywhere, winters are pretty slow, unless you yeah. have like an Aspen condo or something <laughs> right. and you're doing skis. But um, in that slow season, you do get a little desperate. Like there's days where you're just like, well, I'm not using the property. So I want every single day filled, yeah. even if mm -hmm. it's a little bit less. So in those times, you start to discover, you're like, oh, okay. Right. I'm getting way too many people that are having like huge blowouts or huge parties or things going wrong. And so I have to adjust. Yeah. And so I do have a spreadsheet for all our properties. And once I, I figure out what that price point is, it's like in there, like never lower than 50 bucks. Wow. Just, yeah. Have you enough. had unprofitable 
Airbnb tenants, like a stay for three nights where you lost money? Um, I like don't understand. What do you? Yeah, mean? I don't understand. I mean, I think if you've got money coming in, it's good. I'd say. Well, I mean, the you only have to like your way that could be bad is like damage or like refunds because people are crazy. Well, but. I guess that's kind of what I'm alluding to. Like, you obviously oh. like if the rent is or the mortgage is three hundred a month, so that's a ten dollar a day cost. You obviously have like cleaning and whatever. And so like when the dust settles, have you had people come into an Airbnb and because of damage or just stupid shit or where like you actually lost money having them? There probably been months somewhere where it was just like, yeah, lowish. Yeah. You know? But just never like a, not like a winter where it was super slow and that one month and you know, maybe we were like fifty bucks under or a hundred or something like that. I mean, that happens, but I think because we have such high swings in the summertime, it doesn't, it's not like it's affecting the overall mm. over the year. Like there's still way above and beyond. Like those St. Louis properties are making between like 18 and 22% a year. So you have a lot of slack. Great. To- yeah, no, so it's fine. And for me, if I had just not rented it, it wouldn't have made money. So like, of course right. I got, you know, if I got that 800 bucks for that 1200 bucks, like that was worth it. Right, as opposed right. to not having anybody in yeah. there. So, yeah, I think it's it's hard to predict. I think on a few properties, like if you're really involved, you could just say, okay, for the winter time of five months or something, I'm going to just get a longer term person mm-hmm. and have a set rate and know what I'm going to make so I don't have to risk it. Yeah. You can do that, but it's just more work. And, you've, and you start at Airbnb, so the idea of month like a monthly like a, or an annual tenant like a traditional tenant i guess mm. versus an airbnb like you ha- hasn't even really crossed your mind or or has yeah i don't i don't prefer that i mean so with airbnb you get paid up front yeah so there's no chasing anybody for the rent uh, there's no evictions with yeah normal. evictions can be a scary scary thing yeah, i've never had to, had to do that i had to do it yeah. yeah, so like those kinds of things make me go like, ooh, yeah. I don't want to do any of that. Yeah. I'm not writing leases, you know, like it's and it's not like you put an ad on Craigslist and then you got to field all these calls and all these people that want to look at it and they don't like it. It's like, no, they book it. The money's there. They come. Yeah, but then once they're in, it's the same people. Sometimes, but a lot of people you never hear from. Sure. And they stay. They came and stayed and it's over. Yeah. You know, right. So it's, yeah, it depends. All right. All right. Cool. Yeah. Well, listen, uh, I want to take a break. If you yeah. don't mind, unless you have more questions, Andrew, you're looking at me like I, mean, I have, I have the- plenty. Um, yeah, I know. <laughs> I'll write it. We have a whole nother half. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay, because there's a whole nother side of this that we haven't even really talked about yet. But we need to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about uh, making money on Airbnb properties that you do not own, because that's a whole nother thing, which I think is really cool. So we'll be right back. And we're back. <laughs> That's how <laughs> podcasting works. Spin your um, fingers and it's done. You spin your fingers and, and magic happens. So uh, let's talk about managing other people's properties. OPP, yeah. if they call that, right? I believe that's yeah. what it is. Yeah. <laughs> right? You do this. This is not, so you not, what, what, I, th- what I find interesting, because I know other people who, uh, you know, are property, um, own properties, not Airbnb specifically, but they own those properties and that's like, Full-time job, like, yeah. For sure. It's, it's, whew, six properties, you know what I mean? You you manage those six, but then you manage other people's properties. How does that not get out of control? Crazy. Yeah. Um, automation. is that, That's the short answer. So there's so much software now that um, has been built. As soon as Airbnb became popular, all these companies around decided, oh, my gosh, how can we, uh, like, 
suck into this energy and mm -hmm. like try to make money on the side. And so there's so many companies for automated messages or just property management software, pricing software. I mean, it's endless, really. All kinds of services you can have for guests. So when when you yeah. did when you started doing this, because this is not consulting, you're literally the property manager of other people's properties. Yeah. Did you already have your six and then start at this, or it was a kind of in between? I think I owned one. You owned I one. I owned one, and I had still one rental. Okay. So I was doing all three. I was master leasing without the owner knowing. Yeah. I was owning one, and then I started what we call co-hosting. Oh, okay, co-host. Yeah. Oh, that's what and, we do here on the show. That's right. No. <laughs> <laughs> and and yes. wait, to, to pull back real fast, can you just explain yeah. like what is involved with co-hosting or like what yeah. like sure. what it yeah. is you do not being the owner? Yeah, I mean, I think different companies offer different things. But for us, we try to make it like completely hands-off for them. So we're doing all guest communication. We write the reviews for the guests to encourage reviews coming in for us. We're scheduling and hiring cleaners. We do all the maintenance, like scheduling the maintenance and stuff. And then we do like monthly reports so that they can see everything that happened each month. And then the last thing is yeah. that we order all the supplies for the house. So like oh. anything, toilet paper and all that stuff that has to get routinely You ordered. You write the reviews for the hosts. Yeah. Okay. You said guests. Because I was like, wait a minute. I would love that service. I hate writing <laughs> reviews when I stay in Airbnb. Matt Giovanni's no. Airbnb. Five stars. <laughs> yeah. What does Matt think about your Airbnb? Well, we hired a company to do that. And it's <laughs> five stars, baby. There's probably some automation. For oh, that. yeah. I, I would love Oh, God. I would love that. Yeah. Oh, so, I should do that. So I do have that kind of automated. I have a general one that goes out. Yeah. That's like if there's no problems. So, so it's set yeah. to do it like after three days. And if I see a problem before that, I turn it off and then I go like, this guy sucks. Yeah, right. How <laughs> yeah. did you find that first client? Oh, it was just a friend. Oh. So that kind of stuff just started falling into my lap. I mean, I think my business just grew really organic. Yeah, but you, I know you. I'm you, a hustler. Yeah, yeah, yes, you are. <laughs> That's true. You talk yeah. about you talk yeah. about it publicly. And you yeah. and we're in Boulder. It's a lot of, you know, we're going to a lot of events. There's a lot of. You, you just talk aloud at a coffee shop and someone's like, what's that now? You do everything. Everyone loves to <laughs> eavesdrop. Yeah. Like, I think that uh, the area that which we live and and I mean, you are just you ask, you ask for things. Yeah, yeah, totally. I think as well, like I yeah, I had been known around town as like the girl who does Airbnb. Wow. That was kind of like a thing even just years ago because there weren't that many people doing it. Yeah. And so I had another real estate investor friend and she was still working. Now she doesn't. But she was saying like, you know, I want to do more Airbnb with my places and I just don't think I'm doing a very good job because I'm too busy. Yeah. And she's like, would you? Could you? And I was like, yeah, let's figure it out. And so you had, you had, it. that wasn't part of the plan. It was just like, it, it no. kind of came to you and you were like, I could, yeah, I could figure this out. Yeah. But as soon as I had her, yeah. it was like eight came out of the like woodwork. Whoa. You know, mm. it's just like, as soon as you set your mind to something and be like, I could yeah. do this, then yeah. And I've made a lot of mistakes along the way, but sure. like naturally we all do. I think it's built up to be a great thing. And I think it's really needed still. So this is an easy business. For so what? Yeah, go ahead. Can, can you go back to, uh, <laughs> keep going back, keep always going back, uh, yeah, to bring it back. Cause you said that it's largely automated. And I mean, you obviously yeah. don't live in St. Louis and I imagine you don't live in a lot of the places that you're managing properties. Um, yeah. Which is super appealing because then you, you could be anywhere managing anyone's Airbnbs. It's just a yeah. viable business so like what do you do really you know do you just like log into three pieces of software check boxes and and teams are deployed like 
That is a great question. What do I do all day? Yeah, what do, you do? <laughs> do you ever wonder that? I, I do. Mean, People what wonder I that about me. tell you I do is just emails all the freaking time. Really? But essentially, like, this is how the flow works. So okay. guests, like, send an inquiry or they book automatically and they're going to want some communication. We have receptionists now. So we have 24-7 receptionists. They have to respond within an hour. So they're doing that. And we have some automated messaging. When you say receptionist, they're not sitting in an office somewhere. They're a VA type of situation or no? Yeah, they're not my personal ones. They work for like a whole company Ah. and they're doing all these people's profiles. And I have that through my property management software. So the step step one of essentially acquiring the tenants is completely automated. Like you do zero of that work. Yeah, totally. So if they instant book, we have an instant message that goes to them that's automated. And if they send like a inquiry, then the the receptionist will come in and she'll respond. And so we have a couple of those things set up. And so none of that has come to me yet. Then it also triggers a booking, um, like an email that goes to the cleaner that says, hey, we just got a booking. This is the date that you have to clean. Hmm. We've already pre-set her up and trained her and everything. So that's a one-time thing. And then she just schedules herself or her team. So that's also automated. So nobody's talking to me about that. So it's only if there's like a problem that I have to step in. And generally I have like a part-time operations manager and she does a lot of it. So mostly what I'm doing is like blogging and podcasts and really just promoting. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So totally. what's the property management software you use? I use Guesty. 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 I- yeah. They're they're pretty good. I would say they're like really robust. They have lots of services and options and stuff, but they're not the cheapest. The one I recommend to a lot of people is Orbi Rental. I don't know what that even yeah. means. Well, yeah, well, Orbi is a little great. tiny. I think it's like a Japanese toy. Really? I think. I mean, oh, yeah. yeah. Orbi. Okay. Yeah. Well, sure. <laughs> I actually think we were talking really about a like... video about that not that long ago. <laughs> we were. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. This is relevant. Yeah, it's then. relevant. Um, yeah. So <laughs> was it that... in this episode? No, no, we were just talking amongst <laughs> yeah. ourselves because Matt oh, okay. and I really have no life. <laughs> yeah, we just talk all day Thursday. About Orbeez. Nice. Um, yeah, so that software I feel like works really well and is a lot cheaper. Yeah. But yeah, there's probably a hundred different ones. So, you know, if is, people are interested, do a bunch of demos. Is Cozy part of that? Maybe. Okay. I, that, I didn't know if you knew what that some was. Some of them are really basic. Like there are literally some that just do automated messages or just oh, do wow. some really basic features. But like Guesty, it helps you link up to a lot of different um, listing websites. It's got like a, an automated inbox altogether. Like it sounds like this is for Airbnb type situations. Oh, completely. Oh, okay. Is, yeah. All right. So Cozy is not. Okay, got it. Oh, I don't know what Cozy. Is. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so you're you're like literally not doing anything because you have it automated well, and a team in place. I mean, she's promoting <laughs> hey, give me some and credit, no, buddy. but you had to you had to put those in place, right? Totally, so, right? Yeah, yeah. And you know, I think keeping there is a lot of like smoothing things out. Like mm. I'm like managing people now, okay. and so it's like when people are it's freaking hard. out. Yeah, there's like feedback for cleaners and having to be like diplomatic about that and like dealing with like guest disputes and things like, i don't mean a lot to of belittle your no no but but i mean but like, i do wonder what did what do i do all day yeah, i fill those days but <laughs> look in terms what is of that what's that rule huh what's that rule when you when you if you don't have anything to do but you end up filling it what's that what's that called oh um 
I don't know. I don't know, but we were just. It's like it's like it's like what? Yeah, if if a if a day if you have an open day, like you end up filling it with something. Oh, like it expands. Everything always expands to fill. Yeah, Yeah, everything will take like as long as the amount of time that you have available. Well, look, so that is my life. So you you pay for a bunch (laughs) of tools, and so you don't have to do much, you know, or or it's largely automated. Um, and so my question is, like, how much are you paying for these tools, and then how much? profit are you really making from these properties you're managing because oh yeah. and also I, how many yeah that? because how it, many it properties sounds are you super managing? appealing like 20 that you're like mostly automated you mm-hmm. don't need to physically be there or whatever um i want to know how profitable it is yeah i mean it, it's pretty profitable i would say like for normal people houses so if you get into the luxury market it's crazy money mm. but it's also higher end and so it's a lot more service yeah and that can be harder so i kind of just work mostly in like regular homes and i find that you can make 500 to a thousand a month off of someone else's property just, just one property yeah someone else's property and yeah. this is like this is before the cost of software and stuff. This is after. Yeah. 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 It's before the cost of software. So. So profit. Yeah. Not revenue. So you would still profit, but obviously much better. Like when you have multiple clients, cause you're only paying for that software once. Yeah. Well, the software is based on a percentage, so they get you. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. Okay. So I say it. I use pricing software. That's a little under percent. Then I use the guesty software, which includes the receptionist. That's 3% for me. But I think now it's like 5% for new people. I've just been with them forever. So we're at like 6% um, so far. Yeah. No, we're at 4 Well, I mean, for if for someone me. was listening and they want to do what you're doing, they'd be at sure. 6%. Yeah. But then I still, I charge people 25%. So like to give you the spread there, you mm. know, so I am paying a little bit over here. And then I, I have my... Um, operations manager. She's twenty dollars an hour, but she does like ten hours a week. Usually, is she local do. or she's yeah, she's local. local. She's yeah. How many but percentage she have to be points? Do you feel that is? I don't know five, five, seven. Because then that 25? means like it's not too bad. You onboard a client, yeah. and you literally have an operations manager, someone doing the work. Every person you onboard, you will make at least fifteen percent, if not more, on the property. Yeah. For doing nothing, basically. And we charge little, onboarding. Little. So we charge like a $300 onboarding fee. Because it is a yeah. lot upfront. Upfront, But yeah. then I'm making her do it mostly. Yeah. I do. I oversee it. Right. But yeah. Right. It sounds but like yeah, I mean, wickedly it's lucrative. It's good money. It's good money. And there's still like a lot of stuff. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. What's uh, what's at this for this side of the business? What's the hardest part? I think for me personally is like prioritizing, like figuring out how to be really good with my organization because mm. I have this tendency to work out of my inbox, but I work mm. on like what has come in recently yeah. instead of working at the old stuff. And so things get buried. Mm. And then I also have like a task list in my phone, mm-hmm. but it's not good. Right. And so nothing. Yeah. So that's Stuff's just like, getting done, but so freaking random. So general business problems. Yeah. <laughs> just life problems. Just like, yeah. Organizational I mean, I'm not issues. perfect. I'm just sure. figuring it out yeah, like still. anybody else. I cry I, to I mad about job. that stuff like every week. <laughs> yeah. No, man, I've heard Trello's really good. Like two of my assistants have used it and I opened it up the other day and I was like, ha. Ah, no. With this guy, Trello is a dirty try. word. You either yeah, talk Trello's Asana crazy. to him or. Oh, no. We're going to talk later. About yeah, that. Asana's Trello on steroids and way better. Uh, <laughs> so, all right. So, what do you like? Let's, let's, let's put someone in your place in 2012, yeah. right? Um, 
what what kind of advice would you give you in 2012 knowing what you know now if somebody wants to get started and they're yeah they're in college you were in college that's yeah i mean yeah and 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 i want to also point out this is now your full-time job like this is what you do yeah although i don't work full-time hours sure and you are financially independent yeah and you are fire yeah and do you subscribe to the whole everything you make your own soap I don't know if I should tell you this, but I just like don't use soap. Oh, don't, not really a soap person. No soap. All right. I use soap for my hands. Sure. Another okay. way to hit fire faster. Right. Oh, here's a little thing. Huh. I feel like you would appreciate. Okay. This. So I heard this from a person's um, CPA the other day that does vacation rentals as well. He yeah. said, don't ever stop doing vacation rentals because you barely pay tax. So the cool thing about vacation rental, especially if you rent your own home, mm-hmm. is you work from home so you can designate a home office mm-hmm. and then everything in your house is right is you can write off. Right. So any maintenance, any toilet paper, any sheets, anything pretty much that you buy, even wine, because I provide wine for guests. Yeah. Like I write off everything. Wow. So I pay like almost no tax every year and it's awesome. That's, that's all. That's my side note. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. That's a lot to unpack, but I, I it's, a good, it's a good business. As a, as a side thing, that is is like that is another appealing part of what you do but this yeah. is like you are this is it this is everything that you do yeah so are we going back to the advice so you're going back to the advice yeah. and i just wanted okay. to preface that because i think like you you, you didn't do that before you're you obviously were just getting started you know everything that you know now yeah what would you tell ziana 2012 i mean i think for people if you can get to phi early it's good to just like keep your expenses low save money get all your ducks in a row and then let your life be as uncomplicated as possible sure i think i've gotten to a place where like things are more complicated Mm. like i don't know if i needed six homes but i still Uh. want 10 but i don't know if i need them (laughs) right right and i i probably don't need to be managing other people's properties i make enough yeah um but i sort of have this idea that like if i can train my assistant enough and she can do it all then i could just scalable completely be a thing that i don't have to do sure yeah and i could maybe sell it. i don't know so it's hard for me to like turn that off there's a part of my brain that's like always striving for more and mm-hmm. i kind of just want to be like no right slap it down right and well, you, say just like enjoy your life totally i get overly busy for no reason <laughs> well you you did not probably know, and I, I'm sort of speculating here, what yeah. fire was in 2012 because I don't think it was that thing. I did. You did. Yeah, I you? already had been reading um, Mr. Money Mustache since. Oh, that well, okay, right. But I don't yeah. know if he used the acronym fire. He didn't use the acronym, no. Yeah. But yeah, right. Yeah, he's been around. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, no, yeah, he yeah. didn't use it. But I already had in my mind that I wanted to retire at 30. I was like, he did it. I want to do it. And I was that like was the exact same feeling thought, I had. I was like, yeah, right. You're it, like, I, I don't know how I'm gonna do that, yeah. but like, whatever. Right. Yeah. And so you and you did that. Yeah. yeah. It ended up happening in two years. So because of Airbnb. Yeah. Not too shabby. Wow. So yeah. and you weren't like prepared, already killing it, and then it was just two years, you kind of went over the, the edge. It was like this yeah. really dragged you kicking and screaming into yeah. independence. Well, I don't know. I mean, like, I wasn't prepared. I I only had the idea of like, yeah, I'm going to live frugally and I'm already a student. So I was kind of already doing already that. Doing that yeah. And I was already on a, a role of like using my Roth IRA and like, you know, investing in index stocks and, and doing just little, little things, snowballing my payments for student loans. But I still had debt. I was working kind of minimum wage. I mean, mm-hmm. $12 an hour, I guess is okay. But yeah, I didn't have an idea. It was like holding the dream. And just not letting that die. Um, 
Yeah. And I think Airbnb really gave me that option to also like travel and, and be location independent and do all that kind of stuff. Like there's just a lot of freedom and flexibility in it that I didn't expect until I was already doing it. Did, um, the fire in your belly (laughs) (laughs) come before, come before the moment where you're like, my move, my roommate moved out. So Airbnb because extra money, no, I think that's what made me do that's it. That's what started. Because I like okay, had cool. the hustle in my brain, like, okay, how many little streams of income? Like, yeah. what can I do? I yeah. can make a little extra. Yeah. Like, let's just add to it. Okay. Cool. Yeah. And so the and, the, and so the advice would essentially be like, uh, you don't Let have your to be life as be simple. Yeah, you don't have to be as as don't get to this level. Mm. Well, <laughs> I just like like there are things that I know now that I wish I knew then. Yeah. Like most of my homes, I bought them because they were cheaper so a lot of them a couple of them are like 100 years old and it's so much maintenance Uh, i don't think people ever talk about the maintenance of homes they're just like oh just buy a home and then you rent it and it's awesome yeah and it's like no so now if i had it to do over i would have bought newer homes you know 10 20 years old instead of 100 Mm. and (laughs) two bathrooms because when a toilet breaks down oh yeah (laughs) wow yeah yeah cool you know things like that but i still love homes yeah cool uh, do you have anything else you want to add before? Yeah, I, I have one more. Um, okay. I, I feel like I am constantly asking these like negative questions, like tell me how it won't work. But I, you know, you're <laughs> you're in the business. Tell yeah. me how it won't work. Like if if I was to listen to this episode and be like, what she's doing is awesome. It's something I'm interested in, or I could I could pull it off. How would I fail? Like, what do you think is like the mm. biggest thing that will derail me? Yeah, people message me a lot and they're like, I'm looking at buying this house. I'm totally pumped. And then I'm like, did you look at the laws in your town? Mm. (laughs) And then they didn't. And then it's not legal. And yeah. yeah, So, I mean, that is the biggest thing that I think is happening now is there's a lot of changes coming up on homes. And so you've got to know what the laws are where you live. And it's super easy. You can put your city or your county and then short term rental or, you know, rental uh, licenses or anything. And it'll pop right up. And so it's either there or it's not. And you can usually see a bunch of news articles about if they're talking about doing anything or not. But that's going to be like the the hardest thing because it's hard to hide from the city. After a while, they'll find you. Mm. Yeah, and it's stressful. Yeah. So yeah, that part. But so far, so good. Okay. Know. Yeah. And if you manage other people's properties, it's not as much of a, your problem. It's their problem. <laughs> right. So and that's I, nice. So the, the, the few points that I think in order to like to, to be the East Coast negative people that we are and to find out like, how does this not work? I think, uh, yeah, that law, the law thing, I would have never thought of that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's important. I would have just bought Um, and then been really (laughs) upset that I bought this place, which is, which is, which has happened. And it's not even, um, and from my experience or at least my anecdotal experience, it's not even the County. It could be like the literal HOA. Oh yeah. You have to be really careful with HOA. Yeah. So you got to make sure that they, that they allow it. I also didn't even think of that. That's a good point. Yeah. So, uh, that, and I think to, um, not automating fast enough and not, and, and also, or do you, or do you think like maybe not automating fast enough, but like the emotional, like I am so emotionally connected to the property that I have in New Jersey. And when things go wrong, I am on the floor stressed out. Like I am hyperventilating into a into a friggin' like giant paper bag. What like because and I, I I'm exaggerating obviously for for comedic effect. Uh, but it's not, it's not funny it, yet. So it's, it's not working. funny. It's not. <laughs> yeah, like it's, it. everyone was. I heard everyone laughing over the <laughs> over the years, um, <laughs> over the internet. So what is 
I think that like I I am so it, it's impossible for me to separate because I bought it. It was my property. Mm. I owned it. It was me. It was everything. And now like someone else is living there and I'm having problems with it. And so I don't know. To me, the stress and the connection can really debilitate somebody from being successful with it, in my opinion. I don't know if that's true or not. I don't know. I think it just gives you an opportunity. Like, that sounds like an opportunity to work on that. You're like, oh, okay, so this is coming up for me. As a, what can I do about it? Of course, uh, and yeah. it comes up more, you go, well, I could either die from this or I can just like sit down and meditate on it or, yeah. or whatever you're going to do. Whatever you're into. But figure out a way to like work on that. Yeah. I, you some, don't like it. I, sometimes <laughs> I'm just, just like, true, man. yeah, that's the obstacles the way, right? It's There's like, like a way to grow through that. True. But if you're a psychopath from the East Coast, he's just like, ah, it's everything I can't do yeah. anything like I, like I, you know, and you constantly have that thought process. It's like, it's, it's hard to go like, everything's fucked. Wait, oh, if I just, oh, wait a minute, hold on. Opportunity, flip it around. I've, I've, I've tried to do that. It's not always that easy, but I think that it's, do you think it's a type of a, a, a specific type of person or do you think anybody can do it? I think anybody okay. can do it. And it's just, yeah, I don't think this business. Is for sure. It's not for everyone. You know, yeah. but if you like it, yeah. yeah, there's pitfalls. And I think any, I have to remind myself that a lot. Like if I went out tomorrow and got a job, there's going to be things that I don't like. Sure. About it. Like every job has its right. downfalls and this is one of them. And I think I've gotten. Yeah. And I think that that's super important to remember because, you know, everyone looks at me and looks at Andrew and go like, I wish I had your life or I wish I did what you did. That sounds so un like amazing. We're probably I'm more stressed out than I've been working at a day job because at a day job, Same. at least I didn't have to worry about. My boss was the one that carried all the weight on his shoulders. And I was just like, well, I'm going home. It's five o'clock. Yeah. And you know then you I mean? go to you're sleep getting a paycheck no matter what. Yeah, you're getting yeah. a paycheck no matter what. So it's just like it, it it has its give and takes. Like, yes, it's great that I get to wear uh, a hoodie in the middle of the summer in shorts and shorts and socks. And and that's my uniform all day. But at the same time, like I also have to think like I don't I go to bed thinking about work. So, yeah, yeah that's pros and cons. It. Yeah, pros and cons. So um, thank you for coming. Oh, thanks. I, you guys had really good questions. I felt like this was a more unique show. Oh. Sometimes it's like the save ten, 10 questions. Oh. I'm like, oh, this is cool. Well, we have those too. Are you ready? <laughs> okay, let's do it. All right. Fire what out. is your middle name and where did it come from? Uh, uh, so, you really want to know? No, no. So, <laughs> so thank you so much. Where can people find more about what? Because you offer consulting. You said that earlier. Yeah. If people are interested, where can people find you? Yeah, it's my name, ZianaMcIntyre.com, and I have Can you um, spell a bunch it out? of resources. Oh, yeah. I mean, it'll <laughs> be in the show notes, so they can yeah. go there. Yeah. But no, if don't, don't hurt people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Ziana is Z-E-O-N-A, McIntyre, M-C-I-N-T-Y-R-E.com. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I have a blog. I have a bunch of resources on there with different softwares that I like and books I like, yeah. shopping list. Just try to make people's lives easy. Cool. But yeah. You can find you there? Find me there. Or in Boulder. Yeah, don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> That's creepy. Neither of us live in Boulder. Just, <laughs> That's right. Just uh, messing around. Boulder, so. Utah. Boulder, Utah. Yeah, that's where we live. Uh, if you missed anything, of course, we'll have everything in the show notes like you just said. And you can check your preferred podcast app or you can visit listenmoneymatters.com slash show. That's where everything will be. Please subscribe wherever you normally listen to podcasts. And please tell your friends about it. Point them to your favorite episodes and hopefully they'll become a subscriber. Maybe this one was your favorite episode. I think I say that every time. Maybe it is. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, and it is. Yeah, of course it is. Of course it is. If you have any other questions or topics you want us to discuss on future episodes of this show, please email us 
listenmoneymatters at gmail.com. And of course, all the tools and resources that we mention on this show all the time are available at listenmoneymatters.com slash toolbox. All right. Thank you, Ziana. Appreciate it. And th- later, Andrew. Later, dude. Please tell your friends about this show. Thank <laughs> you.